Hey there, how you doing, fella? How are you, boy? Oh! Ah, ah. Oh! Wah! Oh! Ouch! Oh! Oh! Mailman. A fragrance dogs really go for. By Calvin Klein. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Well, it has been a spell, Lisa, since we have done this. Not that you anyone. You know what I'm glad you said. You know what I'm glad you didn't say. Yeah. I'm really tired of people going. Wow, it's been a minute. Mm. It's been a minute. You, you've heard people go that went it for for being a long time. You know what? Yeah, I, I haven't seen you. It's been a minute. Oh, I hate that. Oh, okay. so I'm glad you didn't say God, that. I'm glad I didn't say it. God, I didn't want to I start know. this thing off with you already <laughs> mad at me. Well, let's go through the list so, of the deceased. Yeah. It's been a spell. It has been a spell. <laughs> it's been. Yeah, there's been a lot of people who croaked while it's yeah. been a minute yeah. for us. So let's go through this list. All right. I don't know why. Maybe we should need to rethink this whole thing. Uh, maybe, well, well let's, let's do this, and then I want to mention something else, okay? Okay, all right. Um, so, here's, we, we uh, since we last did a podcast, Dwayne Hickman uh, was best known as Dobie Gillis in a yes. long-ago sitcom that you, you weren't around for, but, we, but we, I know you and I it. both have seen in reruns. A guy named Fred Paris, who led this doo-wop group, the Five Satins, and this was their big hit. Yeah. He was 85 in the still of the night. Dick Halligan. Uh, what this? It, I just loved groups like yeah. this one, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I lost that love before. This guy was 78. He was a founding member, and uh, he passed away. He's 78 years old. But I love this kind mm-hmm. of music in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower of Power. I chose you for the one. Any any rock bands that also decided to include brass instrumentation in. Yeah, I mean, that's I true. I was a sucker for that. I love you that. You made me so very happy. And then I I made another list. Uh, a guy named George Crum, who uh, was 92, and he was also a uh, musician, a composer, but he did very unusual recording, uh, and he would use like the human voice almost as an instrument. He was fascinated by things like whale songs, and he'd incorporate that into his music. He would, he, if he had violins playing, he would tap the strings with thimbles. It, big on doing bow strikes hmm. and human shouts and crazy stuff, but very influential. And and not just the music itself, but the way he presented on stage was unique. He liked to use blue light lighting, or musicians would have to wear black half masks or something like that. So he was hmm. he was just a tripper. He was tripping. 
is 92. Music can be a fusion of so many diverse, almost contradictory elements. Any artist in any category is always searching for that central message that our DNA is so completely unique, you know, we want to find our musical DNA and project that in whatever form we're, we're working. Uh, Australian Janet Mead had a hit. She was a nun. In the early I 80s, she that. had a hit yeah. called The Lord's I, Prayer. I didn't realize that. Number four on the that's Billboard pretty, charts. Uh, that's an amazing accomplishment. That was in 1974 yeah. that she had that yeah. hit. Uh, Howard Hessman, yeah. uh, 81 years old. DJ Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Super fun. He, uh, and he also did a show called Head of the Class. But uh, we like him because he's a Northwest guy. He uh, grew up in Lebanon, Oregon, which is mm-hmm. sort of near Salem, I think. And, no, uh, we got more. And, and we got meatloaf croaked. Just about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, meatloaf. Yeah. That's a weird yeah. sentence. Meatloaf croaked. You don't get to say that often. Yeah, you're you're right. You you really don't. Uh, but if you thought Meatloaf was a one-trick pony, check him out. This is one of my favorite albums. It's not a new album. It's been out a while. Called the Glory of Gershwin. It's got a lot of different artists on it doing Gershwin songs, and. Um, here is Meatloaf, amazingly, doing Somebody Loves Me. Somebody loves me, I wonder who, I wonder who she can be. Uh, Louis Anderson, the other, uh, another stand-up comedian, um, what a and what a no comedian ever had a better and bigger debut. Really, I don't on the Tonight tell Show me. I don't than know Louis Anderson. He, oh my God, he came out and he absolutely killed. Okay. And Carson, here, I'll, I'll let me play a little bit. This is the very first time Louis gets on the Tonight Show, and of course he makes a lot <laughs> of self-deprecating <laughs> jokes about his weight and stuff, but. It's just so well put together. Here's just part of it. I can't stay long. I'm in between meals, so bear with me. (laughs) I was just at McDonald's, and all those statistics just changed. (laughs) I went shopping today. What's this? One-size-fits-all stuff. Being in California, being fat, and uh, try to get into this California life. Went to the beach the other day. Every time I'd lay down, 
People would push me back into the water. <laughs> Hurry up, he's dying. <laughs> and the bums down at the beach, always coming up to you, those guys. Hey, buddy, could you help me out with a sandwich? Well, sure, where is it? <laughs> Of course, what brought me to California was the Olympics. I was, uh, tried every event for the Olympics. Uh, tried that pole vault. I drove that sucker right into the ground. I did a good thing, though. I straightened out those uneven parallel bars. Yeah, he was in, uh, Basket. Uh, basket. Um, What's it called? He played the part of, uh... Uh, Zach Galifianakis' mother, of all <laughs> I things. I think that's so funny. <laughs> it's your 50th. It's half a century, you know. You could still have a baby. Remember that. This woman in Africa had a child at 64. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that. You don't know. And then he was just in Coming to America, the second Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Uh, and that was his final film appearance. So Yeah. Um, and the one that did it- shock everybody was Bob Saget. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I, um, well, first of all, this secrets. isn't this isn't the secret part. But uh, I just came off of doing a uh, a TV series shoot of which I was hired to be a cast member, and I've been uh, on the road doing this thing for two and a half weeks, which is one of the reasons we did not uh, do a podcast for a while. Uh, but one of the other cast members, I can't tell you too much about the show yet because they don't want us to. But excited, one of the other cast though. members. There's a guy named Dave Coulier, and he was in the show Full House with Bob Saget. Right. And then they subsequently did one called Fuller House, right, which ran for another five seasons or so on Netflix. So and it was such a just a very wholesome, family friendly show. Really, really fun in terms of just just you know you didn't have to think too hard about it. it was sweet. Whatever happens, predictability. I, I can't say I ever watched it much. Me either. But I, all, but I did notice Dave Coulier because I, you know, I loved that he did this. Does a lot of impressions. Mm-hmm. He's very, he's very good at yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, over the course of that two and a half weeks, uh, Dave Coulier told some lovely stories about yeah. Bob Saget. They were really tight friends. He first met Bob Saget when Coulier was 18 years old and uh, he was just trying his hand at comedy and he was at some comedy club and Bob Saget, who was a little substantially more established at that point and about three years older than him, as he came off stage, he said, hey, Bob, I want to introduce myself. I just, my name's Dave Coulier. I just want to tell you, I think you're great. And he said, hey, I thought you were really good too. And hey, tell you what, if you're ever in LA, give me a call, you know, just Give me a buzz. He thought, well, that's nice. And he gives him his phone number. And you think, well, everybody says stuff like that. Yeah, very true. So then, a couple years later, he is in L.A. He decides to move there. He's going to take a crack at trying to be a stand-up comic. Doesn't have a car. Doesn't have a place to stay. Calls up Bob Saget, who said, well, Hank, why don't you you crash at my place? I'm going to be on the road for three and a half weeks. You can can sleep on my couch. He said, Jesus, that's that's really nice of you. I, I, I will. So he's, so he's, uh, the, but Saget says one thing, just do not go in my bedroom. No, no. 
You you can use the kitchen, your couch, any bathrooms, of course, but do not go in my bedroom. And he he said he, he had kind of a certain kind of finickiness about him. Okay. Uh, but that was his only caveat. Okay. So at the end of the three and a half weeks, Coulier said he went into his, his bedroom and he messed it all oh. up. He upended everything, had the sheets torn all off, and oh, no. the dresser with all the clothes were hanging oh, out. Oh, no. And they said on top of it, then I poured a whole bunch of water on the mattress. Oh, really? And so, That's not so very then nice. Saget, so oh, then Saget comes home and he says, I thought I told you not to get into my bedroom. What the heck? He said, well, hey, I'm sorry, man. I, I just I had some friends in town. They needed a place to stay. And uh, I was out. I didn't really know where, where they were sleeping. And then I find out later they're in your bedroom. And, uh, and I don't know, It's a, it was a couple, and I, I don't know what they were doing in there. He said, well, the bed is all wet. I said, Jesus. what do you mean, what were they doing in there? And uh, so he lets him just carry on for a while before he finally admits that, no, I did it. I was just, I was goofing with you. I did the whole thing. But he said, 35, 40 years later, they could be just out and about having dinner or something, and Saget would, would bring it up again. Why did you put the water on the bed? I mean, I get the thing with tearing the sheets off and taking clothes out of the drawers, but what was with the water thing? What was that? <laughs> and I, he, he was still obsessing about it all those years later. Mm. But uh, at any rate, Dave was a lovely man, and he addressed, uh, he had just come two days earlier from the memorial service. Yeah, for so Saget, fresh, so yeah. I figured he's going he's gonna to be a mess, yeah. but he did a really good job. But he... The very first day when we all met to introduce each other and do our first table readings TV show, he talked about Saget at some length, nice. and that was very nice. Yeah, so, good. Uh, I also asked Dave Coulier about different comedians and stuff, and he said, one time when I was 19 years old, or maybe 20, I, I wrote a joke for Joan Rivers, and she bought it. And she paid me $75 for the oh, joke. wow. And, uh, and so I ran into Melissa Rivers, her daughter, a couple of years ago. And I said, hey, a long time ago, I wrote a joke for your mom. And she paid me 75 bucks for it. And he told her what the joke was. And she said, oh, yeah, my mom used that joke all the time. She, she was still using that joke right before she passed. She loved oh, that joke. That's so nice. Here's the joke. As a woman, you know you're getting older when your bra size is a 36 long. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that's, I've heard her do that joke. joke. Yeah. You have I you? think yeah. I have. Very funny. Pretty, pretty Very fun. Funny. Pretty fun. And I thought it was, and I, and I was talking about Dave Coulier about this. I said, it must be weird to walk into Rite Aid and see mm -hmm. yeah. magazine covers with your yeah. best friend all yeah, on them. And how strange so does weird. that feel? Yeah, it's That's going to happen to me when you croak. I'm going to walk into Rite Aid and see your picture. And there'll be magazine covers with Bob <laughs> exactly. Saget on it. And I'm going to go, saying, yeah, we've, and then we've I'm going to go. We've been needing to get rid of And then I'm going to go, Pat's, Pat didn't like him. I'm just, that's what's going to make yeah. me think of you. So And Saget, for, Saget once confided that if he had known Pat Cashman, <laughs> He wouldn't have liked him, so yeah. You're it goes you're probably both not, ways. You're, you're probably not his cup of tea either. Everything of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. And but the funny thing is, and I'll get off this topic. But the funny thing is, Coulier's stand-up act is clean. Uh, it's it couldn't be more polar opposite yeah. than the, the Bob Saget's act was. 
But yet, when they're you know off stage and when they're on the phone or were they texting each other, they work really hard at trying to gross each other out <laughs> with the filthiest jokes. So Coulier loves filthy jokes. Yeah, as sort of do I, but. He just didn't do them on stage. Right. And he said, you know, the reason is, uh, he said, Jay Leno, there's a name to drop. Mm-hmm. He said, Jay Leno said, yeah, you know something, uh, your, your act is pretty funny, but, uh, you know, you, you keep doing clean jokes. Uh, you can work anywhere. You could go, you could, uh, you could work in a nightclub, but you could also work at a ladies uh, club, you know, or do a little kid's birthday party. Right. So keep yeah. it clean. And he and he said he was right. I got a lot more work that way. So I didn't know Bob Saget's stand-up work at all. I just knew him from TV and Full House. And as I said, it was yeah. such a wholesome image and a wholesome show. I just remember watching the documentary. And even America's Funniest Videos, which he hosted yeah, after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just remember the documentary, The Aristocrats, we've talked about this, that came out, and I don't remember what year it was. Yeah. But I remember just being completely stunned at how filthy Bob Saget really <laughs> is. It's if For any of yeah, our listeners yeah. that hasn't rented it, if you can handle it, I'm just giving you a warning. It's a, it's, yeah, but it's, it's great. It's such a great documentary of this, just, just this one joke that people are have, have managed to make their own yep. in in their own way and it's it's really it's, exactly. it's astonishing how filthy Bob Sackett is but i i love well, that for side of him. Who, i'm like holy cow yeah the, for people who don't know the aristocrats is actually the punchline exactly. of exactly. the joke and and it's this long you know shaggy dog story that can, yeah they you don't the the documentary has uh, all kinds of comics yes. from george carlin yes. to I can't even think of all of them. They all tell the same joke, but all adding their, their own, own flavor, their yeah. own style to yeah. it, their own. And you can make it really short. You can make it really yeah. long. Here's a clip from the aristocrats. Walt Disney Pictures presents a classic case of catnapping. No, wait a minute. That's the Disney movie, The Aristocats. Here's the one. They walked in this guy's office and the agent goes, well, what do you people do? And the, the father's like, watch us. The father's like ripping off his kid's clothes and he takes his wife's bra and he throws it off of her and he rips off her underwear and he takes... Uh, For my taste, every time I hear the joke, I think, nah, you know what? If I was writing the punchline, I'd use the sophisticates instead. That sounds funnier to me because aristocrats implies that they're wealthy and that's not really the point of the punchline of the joke. It's that they're refined. But uh, check that out, yeah. So, yeah, he, he figures prominently in, in that uh, documentary for sure. All right, so our last episode before you went on your um, show shoot, yes. we, mm-hmm. we were wrapping up the year, and every quarter I send to our bookkeeper, our lovely bookkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Debbie Krogan, <laughs> I send to her uh, all the... Contra- now, you made a big thing last time yes. on our last podcast of not saying her name. Well, no, I'm telling I'm saying it now. She's great. I, I messed her name up. I said her married name, and that's a source of pain for her. So I, okay. I changed all it right. uh, to what, what her name Very is. well, Your Honor. No further <laughs> so questions. We, did, we added everything up for the final quarter of all of our contributions from our 14 lovely Peckpod cat listeners. They're just so gracious to help us keep this show mm-hmm. and this podcast running because it costs us a fortune yes. to do this. Oh, and yeah. we ended the year expensive. with nothing 
It's not nothing. because the thing about it, and I, I don't get interrupt you, but the thing people don't realize, they think, oh, it's just you, it's just me, and we're just right. talking. But there's so much right. more to it. We have uh, we have lighting mm-hmm. people. I I don't know why because it's just well, an audio you got it, presentation. Though, because otherwise but... we can't really we feel better when the lighting's good. So yeah, we sound yeah, better. If you feel like man, I got yeah. makeup on. I got ne- nice hair. clothes. I'm feeling good. I'm gonna do a better mm-hmm. job, even though no one else can sure. see me. Yeah, but we me. put a, yeah we and, put uh, everything so into this. We we have an extensive. I don't know if people have ever been on a TV or movie shoot, but we they have a thing called craft services. Which uh, they bring in all kinds of yeah. snacks and food it's and so coffee good. and uh, other yeah. sandwiches and, and stuff cheap. for the crew and it's cast to cheap. eat. So we have to have that. I have it at my right. location. You have similar exactly. setup at your place. And then and then the crew and cast have to break. We have to break for lunch. And some of them. Uh, and ultimately, some of them are union. So we got to pay union scale. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> for exactly. these people. And then we have. I guess I'm giving away a lot of secrets here, but I I have a driver. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. That takes me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. So that he's on the payroll. Driver, but I don't know. Maybe I should and, get one. Uh, should I get one? Yeah, yeah, well, sure. Okay. Yeah, I will. My driver, uh, and I have to pay for the car, right. which is a let's just say it is one of the nicer mm. Teslas out there because the driver insisted on that. So Where we have the that. Driver drive you from and to for the show. Oh, he just takes me from here to the end of the driveway and back. <laughs> Sorry. But it's. <laughs> It's still, it still feels pretty good. I didn't mean to good. snort that big, but that's I just, such a visual. I live in a cul-de-sac, see, <laughs> yeah. and, and so he will drive me around the cul-de-sac honking just so the neighbors will look out so I can wave to them. They know that you're they ready say, oh, to start a podcast. Okay. Look at that Cashman. Cashman's being driven around. What's going on with that? So, huh. yes, yeah, so our last episode I did um, – I did complain. Oh, plus we have a lot of writers we got to oh, pay Oh, God, too. yeah, that's true. Yeah. We have all that. Yeah. So I, so we didn't get a penny for the last quarter of 2021. Yeah. And that and that <laughs> was not figuratively true. That is literally true. We got nothing. We got not, not one penny <laughs> came in. And, and that was that over like an entire quarter? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. So, yeah. and so three months. Three not, months, not, nobody not. gave us anything at all. So our bookkeeper for the show, Debbie, says, well, do you want me just to run spreadsheets anyway? I go, yeah, we might as well just document it because we got to keep track of what's coming in and going out and da, da, da. So she did that. We complained about it on the show. And I have to tell you, normally we don't thank our our contributors till the end of the quarter once we do this. But I have to tell you. Do you know how much money we got in the last three weeks because we complained that we didn't get any money at all? See, I, I, I have a sense of it, and it makes me feel oh my God. really bad because Why? that was not our intent. We, we were having fun with the idea that we didn't get a single dime. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit. I mean, it was true, but it, it, we, we weren't really. And we're exaggerating the costs, of course, and all of that, so... But it was nice. It's a show of faith. I mean, you don't like so great. There's no other way for us to really know if anybody's even listening to this piece of. So we normally don't but. thank people, but I think for since we're wrapping up this month, I just want to quickly go through this list. We got yes, would cat. you please? We got we got five bucks from a cat. I mean, that's how people and their animals rallied for us, which is wow. so so very sweet. I guess I, I heard that we got the seventeen fifty from a manatee. <laughs> uh, a manatee in Florida. I don't have that I'm on my list, but I'm not saying you're wrong. So, yeah, uh, so Gregory Mackay. 
Colleen Fallon Mankey, Hugh Allen, Ellen Floyd, Frederick Schumate, Mary Wisby. You know what's cool about this so what? far? Those are names we've never heard before. Mary Wisby, we've heard of. She's yes, a regular. Uh, Richard, is it Guff? Our friend Richard Guff? G-O-U-G-H? You know him. He's told me a million times. I think it's Guff. Guff. Goff. 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 Goff like I'm going to go with Goff. Golf? Yeah, Richard, tell us if I yes, screwed it up again. I probably have. Um, Lily, the cat, Lily May, the cat. <laughs> it's $5. Robert Nelson. You, you know him? You know who Robert, Bob Nelson? Bob Nelson gave us, and he gave us like a ton of money. Bob, you can't do that. No, I'm sending it back. Yeah, you got to send all that money back to Bob. Hey, where did you get that sound? I know, isn't that cool? It's you gave yeah. this to me. It's a it's the sound machine thing you gave me for Christmas. Oh, that sounded pretty good. Oh um, yeah. James Williams gave us some money. Robert Kinney, Terrence O'Brien, Lynn Johnston, oh my God. and Nathaniel Eagle. Nathaniel Eagle also matched Bob Nelson, and he threw a fortune at us. And Nathaniel Eagle, thanks for flying. <laughs> no kidding. So. Um, it's just really kind of everybody, and we oh were we were just bitching to it. joke, but but it is lovely if you can contribute. We just all we're looking for is a cup of coffee. Just contribute that, but you you guys went way above and beyond, which we didn't really need. But thank That's you. That's crazy. We yeah that that makes it's embarrassing actually because of, don't you think? I mean, it's nice. I'm not embarrassed but, at all. But that we had to bring it up, I'm and, not and then we make people say, "Oh, those poor pathetic idiots." Let's. <laughs> Let's send them a couple of ducats to shut yeah, them up. Yeah, so if you want to send us a buck or two, go to our website, peculiarpodcast.com. There's a big, giant coffee cup, and that's it's super easy. Just click on it, and you can give us a buck or two. Or, you know. Yeah. And we and we got a new contest now called Can You Top Bob <laughs> Nelson? Right, and we're not going to tell you what the amount is, so. <laughs> but it... it uh, it paid well. It paid my driver. Yeah, no I'll kidding. Tell you that. Exactly. Um, and I also want to mention too, and, and this is partly my fault too. I always forget to encourage people to call us. We have a phone number. We have a peculiar podcast phone number. And we, you know, for people that came from radio, we are we're terrible. About the, the poorest people at the at what did they what did they used to call it's that? Po- it's promoting. It's it's resetting. It's it's. But it, it, yeah, but it, it's like it's like fundamentals yeah, of radio. Exactly. These are things you have to. You give the time. You give the yeah, temperature. Yeah. Obviously, it's irrelevant we do on a podcast. Reports. We do. Yeah. All, yeah. But all we did. Have... But we we're not doing no, the fundamentals. No. no Here we've no, forgotten them we're all. Not, we're not. Yeah. We're, inc- we're incredibly lazy. Is what's happened, yeah. and we're sorry yeah. for that. So call us. Here's what I'd love to do. I'm put our phone number out. The phone number is 425-522-2877. And that's That number again, in case you're just joining us. Is 425-522-2877. And that spells burp. We picked it on purpose. 522-BURP. And and we will play these calls. I've... Yeah, we will play these calls on our next podcast. You're going to hear some of them. Yeah. And maybe that will encourage more calls. Did you hear that? Uh, that was the burp. What else is on that little Oh, I got all sorts of things. Um, I've got, uh, oh, here. That's just people laughing. I have, oh, this yeah. is, I like this one. Yeah. Just when things are, you know. Uh, we've got a gunshot. You want to hear that? Yeah. 
It even the uh, sound of the that sounds like a pea shooter. I know it does, yeah. huh? Right. Um, this yeah. drums. <laughs> okay. Ta da! Yeah. Right, so there. That thing needs new batteries. I it know it's like. kind of lame, but I love it. So, hey, uh, moving yeah. on here because uh, uh, again, huge thanks to everybody. Uh, I where where I had to do this shoot, uh, they uh, it I had to get on an airplane to do it. It was that far away. I could have driven, but uh, you know this winter wintry weather, you never know. So uh, on my flight there, it was rather routine. But on my flight back, mm -hmm. there was a little bit of a ruckus. Oh boy! And they threw a baby off of the flight for refusing to wear a diaper. <laughs> Could not believe wow. it. I mean, it's getting bad out there. Did the bot? Did the even baby, at the airport, did the baby try to fight the flight attendant first? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Started doing the old baby crying yeah, thing yeah. and throwing oh, the, its feces That's at everybody. Just shocking. This uh, production probably uh, employed uh, upwards uh, around three dozen people, cast and crew, yeah, and just like us, you know, the driver. Yeah, it's like that. And they were so diligent and compliant about masks because, you know, if an actor uh, goes down, you know, a main cast member, everybody's screwed. Yeah. Then everybody's out of work until that person gets back uh, up and going. So every day we had to get tested. Oh, good. Uh, actually, every other day. Now, did yeah. they have so right when you walk in... In the door, they test Did you they right away. Did they have a vaccine uh, mandate for casting crew that you couldn't work on the show without the with proof of vaccination? Okay. Yes. So you got Absolutely. that and the masks, yes. and so that's pretty good. Did you feel pretty safe? Yeah, and then, you know, no one tested positive the whole time. That was two and a half that's weeks. That's pretty good. But it's because everybody was everybody was fully mm -hmm. compliant. I thought, you know, why why wouldn't you <laughs> be? Because okay, you don't want to work. Okay, yeah. fine. We'll hire somebody else. It, it didn't take a lot of brain power to, to go along with that program. And it's not that odious, as we've said before. It's not just not that big a deal. But it appears now that uh, in the state of Oregon, where I am currently, they're going to lift these I mandates. I heard about uh, that. And California. Next month. California and, yeah, and, and California is going to be sooner than you. California is going to be in a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, Oregon's going to yeah. be... As yeah. we're taping, yeah. What do you, how do you feel about that? I'm yeah. ready for it. Scientists and experts and doctors that are telling us why we had to wear a mask are now okay with us not mm -hmm. wearing them. Then I'll take them at their word as I did in mm -hmm. the first place. What's going to happen here? It won't even be a year from now. We're going to find out that, you know what? It turns out maybe we didn't have to keep kids out of schools. Maybe, maybe we didn't have to wear masks uh, outdoors or, you know, all these things... But it, but it doesn't matter what ultimately becomes known. It's what is known now, Correct. you know, and what we knew last year and what we what we thought. So, I mean, I know there's people that are just continuing to spoil for a fight that are going to go, mm -hmm. see, mm -hmm. see. But you can't deny the fact that almost a million, approaching a million people in this country have died of that this is thing. Just, that is a staggering, heartbreaking number. And it is it's and, beyond comprehension. And I'm I'm also struck by the fact that in the beginning, um, every single death was just horrific. And it's it's sad that there are a lot of people who are now sort of dancing on the graves of those who didn't mask and didn't get their vaccines. And the the, the patience has run out for 
people who aren't helping us get through this or helping their the, for the greater good of the community however you want to yeah. say it it's um it's just astonishing to me division in this country is uh, palpable every day you you head out the door mm -hmm. you can see it you can feel it it's uh it's really tough yeah i saw an article uh recently in some business section this is probably not surprising but they they said the, the article begins this way it says the year is 2041 and starbucks has real competition black rifle coffee company the java brand favored by conservatives has opened thousands of locations around the country uh, so you know starbucks appeals to uh, college towns and blue state sure. urban centers yeah but black rifle coffee uh, is flourishing in the suburbs across the country and especially in the deep south yeah. in the mountain west where you would be mm -hmm. you'd see more of a red uh, population mm -hmm. and so this apparently is happening with lots of brands there's red brands mm -hmm. and blue brands now yeah that is this hyper partisanship that is remarkable to me it just, it, it is I, when did did you see that coming? I didn't. Facebook has become essentially a one-party site, mostly a forum for conservatives and occasionally for conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. And then Snapchat is now the social network for liberals to share videos that are calling out for voting reform and raising taxes for social programs and that kind of stuff. And uh, it, here's one that I didn't know. Wrangle, if you, uh, Levi jeans are for more progressive liberal type people to wear whereas wranglers are now are appealing more to uh, republican strongholds really yeah why i don't know this is a phenomenon and of course we see a lot of these corporations are taking stands on social issues uh, you know papa john's the founder of that company was thrown out of the pizza chain after he did a racial slur at a corporate conference call and so we're seeing this intersection of politics and uh, corporate business in maybe in a way we never did uh, years ago. Yeah. There's even, uh, you know, uh, social media platforms that have sort of branched off. Twitter is, you know, of course, because they <clears throat> kicked off Donald Trump, <laughs> which, I mean, how bad do you have to be to get kicked off of Twitter? <laughs> but um, now, you know, there's Parler and uh, conservative platforms like um, Gab uh, and and I think Getter, Getter, G-E-T-T-R. That's another, I was just looking up some other alternate social media apps. So it is interesting. And there's, in a way, that's sad to me because when I'm on social media, I'd like to have, um, I'd like to have a variety of thoughts and ideas and viewpoints and, um, but Especially you can get those in your own, that are fact-based, fact you well, know? Exactly. But you can get in your own bubble to where th this big echo chamber where you then start to hear nothing other um, than, you know, a liberal opinion. Or it's and it, To me, that's just dangerous. I, I, yeah, it's just as dangerous. I Absolutely. believe it to be very dangerous. So that's sort of sad yeah. that now we've branched off. It's very tribal online now. Very tribal. That's why you know you are always are in safe company on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why it's important 
that you dedicate at least a good portion of your life savings <laughs> to keeping it going. Which people did. This in has been January. a public service announcement. <laughs> did. Hey, this sounds like something really petulant, and it is because it's me saying. Do tell. It. But I was sitting at the airport the other day, getting ready to come home, and and I and there was a guy sitting across from me talking to a woman, <clears throat> and he had this voice. This is precisely oh my God, his voice. Okay, I can't even hardly wait. So uh, I was uh, talking to uh, the guy the other oh day, and I God. said, uh, uh, "Why don't I meet you for dinner, and we'll talk about the <laughs> prospects of the making a business deal then." And uh, and he said, "Yeah, okay, let's make that happen." Uh, and I and I and I, as I'm sitting there, it's none of my business, but I'm getting madder and madder because I know that isn't how he has to yeah. sound. Because then I hear him later, "Oh, hey, hey, uh." Jim, I'm over here. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. That. So anyway, here comes Jim, and he's uh, coming over this direction. And so I, it, it shouldn't even, I shouldn't even give it another thought, but it was driving me nuts. That vocal Because I think he thought it sounded cool, me, you... or it made his voice sound yeah, exactly. deeper or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't sound cool. You sound like Elmer Fudd, man. So you have just imitated, uh, so I, this company that I travel and teach voiceovers for, we have a meeting every Monday, and there's yeah. an administrative person who's pops in and he helps us with our website links and all this other stuff and so i'm not gonna how many people are on a call like we have that? about 10 10 to 12 people so he's in there that's exactly how okay. he talks so they'll say and i won't say his name but the so they'll go so they'll go okay so larry how are we uh are we have we got that link all <laughs> updated for the for the uh website and he'll go yeah i've actually got that uh, uh updated and i'll get that link out to you guys in a little bit so yeah he i was like i'm like i'm like are you dying do you, are you sound like you're dying every single time i'm on a call with you but that's his thing and he's young he's in his he, i'd say probably late 20s early 30s but he sounds well, now have you ever heard him talk no. in another voice because maybe <laughs> he's got a serious throat injury or something but this other guy I'm talking about, yeah, I, he proved that he doesn't have to talk like that. I don't think this guy has to talk like it either. It's just, I don't know. Just an affectation, I think right? it is. Now, you need to call him out next no. Monday whenever you do your next meeting. Here's what I'm... Just say, yes, uh, anybody have anything they want to talk about before we get into business? Yes, I do. I'm Lisa Foster. Oh, yes, Lisa. What is it? Uh, I want to talk about Larry. You, you, you mean me? Yeah, you. What's with the voice? What are you? What are you turning into a frog? Here's what I've. What's here's going what on? I've thought of doing, not calling him out like that, but just mimicking him. If they, if, they, if they say, <laughs> if they say, okay, Larry, so da da da, he's like, yeah, I got that. And then they go, Lisa, did you did you get the email? And I was just gonna just respond in the same exact voice. Yeah, I got I got the email and um, it looks good to me. Yeah, thank you. On a slightly different topic, and then we'll we'll bring this baby into yes. the barn. And I realize now we haven't talked about anything, no. but it's been it's in, been enjoy. I mean, we we haven't done anything in this podcast to justify All the, money we got. the yeah. largesse I, that we've just I, received I from you. those people. I hear you. Wonderful yeah. people. So uh, we'll uh, g give us some. Um, I don't know, give us a pass we on this one. We'll sing for our supper next listener. time, we promise. Oh, my God. You ain't going to believe how great the next <laughs> podcast is going to be. I'm going to start writing some stuff <laughs> You don't have as to write we anything. We have writers. Here. We can pay them now. Well, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. I forgot about my writers. I don't know how many you have. I've got yeah, 12. Well, I, I have a couple more yeah. than you because you're better than I am. 
Yeah, and uh, and uh, and yeah. I'm not that well, anyway. good, so, so they have to write more stuff for me. Here's a here's a, this is such a weird topic, but where else could you talk about it? But here, uh, have you ever? Here's the thing: I don't like the way I laugh. I never have. I like uh, you know I listen to these. The Conan O'Brien podcast. I love that, by the way. Which I think you yeah, listen to. Yeah, and thank you for turning. It's called Conan O'Brien yeah, Needs a Friend. Yeah, thanks for turning me on to it because yeah. it's a great podcast to put in uh, while I'm going for walks. And, and it's very funny. I really like it. Yeah. And you don't need to send him any money because he's got well, plenty already. Well, they have already sponsors. Plenty. They have. Yeah. We've never had a sponsor. Well, don't get it. Don't get us on that. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got dozens of sponsors, I guess, when you yeah, think about it. Yeah, there you go. Even a, Even cat, a cat is one of exactly. our sponsors. Exactly, Lily made the cat. So anyway, I never liked it. Conan has a wonderful laugh. It's lusty. Yeah. It's there was a woman that did my makeup on this shoot uh, that I was on for Tony. She has this big, kind of big, bottom of your stomach <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah, I just loved. It. I thought that's yeah. a great laugh. Uh, and uh, I've always been interested by the way people laugh. You know, Seth Rogen has that weird thing that he does. I don't laugh. like his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it is it's an annoying, annoying laugh. It, it is, but it's, but it's, I think it's authentic. Yeah, no, I, I get you, but it still is not a very appealing to hear. I like your Some laugh. Some people have, I've gotten on to, thank you, I've gotten on to YouTube, and I, if you punch in something on YouTube, uh, there's compilations of, of people laughing on there. Uh, and some are so peculiar. Uh, you know, there's the wheezy people. Uh, there's people that snort wheezy a lot. Wheezy people. He, go, hee, 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 I'm thinking, well, that sounds like a guy doing hee, hee. But that's his real laugh. And then. Um, I used to know a woman that couldn't really yeah. laugh. If you said something funny to her, she she would say, ho, ho, hee, hee. Ho, ho, hee, hee. Yeah, that's what she would do. Didn't matter. You she could you could take her to a, you know, the funniest uh, stand up <laughs> show in the world, and she'd sit ho, in the front ho, row and going ho ho hee hee. Pretty funny. It was, but it was charming. You and I but have was, a mutual friend who has no laugh at all. And the horrible thing about it is, you were I, oh, I was filling in for who was the afternoon guy on Como, Ernie Brown? Did I Ernie? Something. Yeah. Uh, Ernie, so yeah, I had something. her I and I had your wife on. I had Marilee Keister on. Um, it was kind of fun. We had kind of a girls thing going. But this one, uh, our mutual friend Trixie was also on. She's terrible on the radio because we would say something which was funny. And she thought it was hilarious, but she had no laugh. She would slap her thigh and mm. no sound would come out of her mouth. So Darren Reynolds, mm. our producer, actually had to put in a laugh, fake laugh track <laughs> Every time we said something funny so that the listeners would know that she wasn't just bored with us, which was actually mm. kind of a funny bit. But Well, after you and I broke up on the radio, we had to go our separate ways for a period of time. And I, I, uh, I so they paired me up with a sidekick. Uh, that sounds demeaning to call somebody a sidekick. Another partner. Uh, you're not Another that. Another partner. But a, a partner, yeah, yes. a partner. And uh, But her thing was, she uh she would cover her mouth. She didn't want, and I'd be, you know, you need that sound, that feedback <laughs> right. coming from somebody yeah. laughing. If you say something that you you hope is funny, then there's a, should be a response, and she'd cover up. <laughs> oh, and muffle it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? Let it out. Don't, don't cover, but she couldn't couldn't stop it, doing it all it the out. time. 
Anyway, maybe I should bring this up another time, but I tried to change my laugh is what I was <laughs> saying. Probably when <laughs> I was a college that? age or something like that. Yeah. Would you just <laughs> And I was really I was really into Steve Allen. Oh my god, Steve yeah. Allen? Great laugh. The nineteen fifty eight ouch baseball season is getting in the way with the annual <laughs> Hey, that sounds funny. That's better than my laugh. I'm gonna start doing that. And I did. <laughs> For a period of time, dork. maybe That's a year. Somebody. Did anybody notice or say anything? I, I'm, I'm sure they <laughs> did, but I, but you do it enough, then it becomes your I laugh. Yes, you because you can't consciously think this is how I'm going to laugh. Right. So you have to do it a lot, and then pretty soon you don't even think about it, and that's the way you laugh. That is the weirdest thing. Then ever. I decided, it's, I know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's more to it than that. But I'm goodness, glad you got back to your regular laugh. It's very pleasant. I had a lot more topics here, but we no, don't we don't have any more time. time. We've so got let, Let's close with the joke of the it. day, and th with big thanks to everybody again yes. for your kindness. We will try to justify it next time. At least I will. I think Lisa came through <laughs> this fine. When old Mister O'Leary died, an elaborate wake was planned. In preparation, Missus O'Leary called the undertaker aside for a private little talk. Missus O'Leary said. Now you be sure to secure his toupee to his head, and do it very securely, no one but I knew he was bald, and he'd never rest in peace if anyone found out at this point. And the undertaker said, is that supposed to be an Irish accent, ma'am? That's the poorest brogue I've ever heard. See, and she said, never you mind that, it has nothing to do with the joke. Anyway, my husband, he would never rest in peace if anyone found out that he wore a toupee. But our friends from the old country, they'll be here, and I'm sure they'll try to hold his hands, and they'll try to touch his head before they're through paying their last respects. Okay, well, rest assured, Mrs. O'Leary, uh, I will fix it so that his toupee will never come off. Ah, thank you so much. Well, sure enough, the day of the wake, the old-timers were giving O'Leary's ancient corpse quite a going over. Been, I don't know if you've ever been no, to an Irish wake, Lisa, but they people lay in an oh, open casket gosh. and people walk around. They're eating food and having wow. drinks and maybe stooping over the corpse to say a few oh, things. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, they're pretty interesting. So that's the deal here. And people kept touching him, and they touched it, his hair, the toupee, but it stayed on. It stayed firmly in place. Well, at the end of the day, a delighted Mrs. O'Leary offered the undertaker an extra $100 for handling the matter so professionally. And the guy said, Oh, I couldn't possibly accept your money, Mrs. O'Leary. I mean, what's a few nails? You know what, Lisa, we need to send all that money back.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.